Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. So I feel like this Mother's Day, I want to wish all of you moms an incredibly happy Mother's Day. Um, you know, I, I'm giving you a standing ovation here, clapping on behalf of you moms because you have made it. Um, I thought last year when I preached on Mother's Day that we we're like, oh, pandemic, this is it, one time shot. We're done, but here we are yet again. I feel like we haven't, you know, made any quite giant steps forward in where we were a year ago. Um, so it's been 14 months, Mom. You guys have um, done an incredible job. This year has been a year where we have taught our kids um, school. We've become teachers and for the first time maybe for some of you. Um, you have learned to master the art of planning holidays and birthdays and Christmases and making them super special even though we can't have the usual fun things that we usually do and we've been creative more than ever before. I think creativity was part of motherhood long before COVID hit but I think in a whole new way we've stepped it up this year mom so good job on that. We have sat with our kids or maybe sat alone in the bathroom eating a bar of chocolate just processing new emotions and fears that we have never had to encounter before. Um, I know this week alone felt like a little bit of a crazy whiplash roller coaster ride of figuring out what's what and how do we move forward and all that kind of stuff. Um, for a lot of us, you know, our jobs have been up and down and there's been uncertainty in our finances and you moms have made those pennies stretch and you've made things work and you've kept the ship moving forward. And so honestly, moms today, we want to rise and just say we honor you today and we are so thankful for the moms that not only here in the room, but you online as well as that you've poured into your family, you've stayed faithful, you've kept moving forward and that's incredible. I just want to say that's incredible. This has been a, a year of all years and um, I feel like sometimes it's like this Mother's Day, we're like army crawling, a little bit bruised, a little bit battered our way into Mother's Day, but we made it. We're here a year later. We thought it was only one year, but here we are year two, Mother's Day during the pandemic. And um, I, I pray in Jesus' name, this is the last year that this happens. So, <laughs> um, But I think in all honesty, though, when today I want to... Uh, kind of share with you. We're going to walk through scripture. I'm so excited. Honestly, listening to the worship this morning and worshiping along, um, I know that Pastor, or I will call you Pastor Kyle for now because he's marrying Pastor Jesse, so he just can get that name thrown onto the front of his name too now. Um, but he chose those songs. Him and I didn't chat, and here we are. And honestly, it just fits so well with the Lord placed on my heart for today. And so I'm so excited just declaring those promises of God, and they are yes and amen. So it stole my thunder a little bit at the end, but I will still make it work. <laughs> um, but honestly, as we look at this year, these last 14 months and what it's meant and what we've gone through, I want to encourage not only the moms in the room today, I know this is Mother's Day until we honor all the moms, but this is not just a word for moms today. This is a word for all of us in the room, whether you are a young person who is just kind of entering into, into life and figuring out where you are, or maybe you've been a follower of the Lord for a long time, or maybe you're new to all this, this is a word for all of us of how do we flourish as an individual in every season, I'll say that again, in every season, because there have been all of the seasons, maybe all in one week, I feel like we experienced every season under the sun, not just the weather, because it is snowing on Mother's Day. However, not those kinds of seasons, but real life seasons, we've gone through all of those, maybe even in a week, and how do we flourish as an individual? But more importantly than that, let's, we're going to look at what that looks like, and then we're going to launch into how that actually begins to affect 
every single person around us, every relationship around us, and how we can be people that lead others into places of victory and triumph in their own life. So I'm excited to dive in together. We're going to look, our key um, verse today, we're going to look at is, is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn there with me today. And we are going to look, and we're going to come back to this verse through all throughout our whole um, time together this morning as we look. This was Paul's prayer for spiritual growth to the Ephesians church. And that is what my prayer for us as a church is and for you as individuals are, is that let's go into a, a season of spiritual growth. How do we grow? How do we flourish? How do we stay strong even when we get everything thrown at us from every side, every angle, upside down, all the ways? So let's look at verse 14 if you're there. Let's follow along together. I think it'll, there it is, pop on the screen. It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. There was a lot there. Paul was like just nailing it one thing after another of how we stay strong and how do we grow and what does that process look like? And so let's begin to dissect that a little bit. If we go back to verse 16, um, really what it talks about in order to be a person that's growing and that's flourishing, it says the first steps. I want you to keep this in mind though. Think of yourself first for these first two steps. Think of how this can apply to your life and what you can do in your own walk with the Lord. And then we're going to move into the, to the other part. But I want you to just, as we're reading this, just begin to consider, Lord, where, how does this fit in my own heart, in my life, in what I'm doing um, in my walk with you? So the first step to flourishing is allowing the Holy Spirit to empower us with inner strength. Let's be honest. We cannot be strong for those around us if we ourselves are falling apart. We can put on a good front, and I know some of us are good at that. I will be first in line. I can put on a happy smile and pretend like everything's a-okay. But what kind of, that's, that, that's not the kind of strength we're talking about today. We're talking about deep inner strength that the Holy Spirit empowers us with. And what I love, if you go to the beginning of verse 16, it says I, that he prays that from his glorious unlimited resources that he's going to empower us with that inner strength. Wrap your head around that one for a minute. Unlimited resources. This is not like, I, know, I don't know about you, but I, I work at a school and um, sometimes the students ask me to help them with things. And I really don't know the answer to a lot of things. Don't watch this, Mr. McGowan. I hope you don't hear that I just admitted that. However, I use Google a lot and I Google things because I don't really know I don't remember grade five, six all that well in my brain from a long time ago. So I Google things, but sometimes I don't know what happens to you, but you Google and you're like really looking for a very specific answer to a specific thing that you're trying to search. And it just, you're like, no, that's not really what I was looking for. And you try to reword it a different way and try to figure out how to find the answer to what you're looking for. This is not like Google. This is not like Google. God has unlimited resources for us today, for you today. Maybe you're a young person here. I know we have a bunch of our youth here today. Maybe you're in that season of life where you're just figuring out who you are and where you fit in this world. 
He has unlimited resources for that season. Or maybe you're um, a young married person and you just are entering into that season of life and you're trying to figure out how on earth this works and how to deal with in-laws and all that fun stuff. Um, he has unlimited resources for that. Or maybe you're in the throes of raising babies and it takes all that you are just to make it to your bed at the end of the day because it is a real season. That's a real one. Um, or maybe you have um, been longing to start a family and the pieces of the puzzle just don't seem to be coming together, I promise you, he has resources for that. Maybe you're raising teenagers. Ryan and I are in that season where we're entering into that, and whew, this is an unknown world we are in. I don't know what on earth. It is very different. Ryan and I were talking last night. We used to just ride our bicycles in the street and have no care in the world, and that is not the same world that we grew up in. And so maybe you're in that season where you're trying to raise these teenagers, and there's the internet of all sorts of weird things going on there, and you're like, Lord, I need your unlimited resources to help me through this season. Or maybe your kids are off to college, and you are experiencing a whole new season of life where you aren't quite sure you're ready to let go yet. He has resources for that. Or maybe you're on the other side where you're a grandparent and you're watching your kids and you want to jump in and help at every situation, but you know you've got to step back and you're trying to figure out where does that go and how do I do this and how do I balance it all? His resources are unlimited in every single season that we are in. But the important part is we have to ask. We have to ask. They don't just like download on us just, just because... It's, it's a relationship that we have to enter in with the Lord. And I love what it says, this reminder in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. It says, I'm sure we've heard it before, but let's unpack it again. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, their door will be opened. But this is the thing, I think, when I've written, when you read this, sometimes I think, or sometimes when even I read it, I think, I just have to ask, and then I'm going to get it. Whatever I ask for, I'm just going to get it. But I, I just don't know that that's what this is really talking about this morning. What I think this is talking about is engaging in a relationship with the Lord and just beginning to pour out your heart to Him. And maybe the thing that you started asking for in your time of prayer, in your time of spending time in the Word, in your time of worship with the Lord, all by yourself, just seeking Him and asking and knocking, Often what happens in that process is our heart begins to change, our mindsets shift, and we begin to realize at the end of that time with the Lord that maybe the very thing I thought I needed is not what I need at all, Lord, and you're doing something totally new and different, and Lord, would you lead me and guide me in that? And so I want to say oftentimes what we're asking for is not the answer the Lord might give you. It's probably very different than the one you're asking for, but I know that in that process, as you seek his face, as you get to know him, as you as you just wrestle with the very things that are going on inside your heart and mind, that he is going to be faithful to respond. Amen? Our God is faithful to respond. He's not going to leave you hanging high and dry. He will respond. He will give you wisdom beyond your years in any circumstance because, like we just read, his resources are unlimited. And so I want to encourage you this morning as you tap into that, as you say, okay, Holy Spirit, would you empower me with inner strength, inner strength, right, right, way down deep inside of us, nothing strong on the outside. We'll forget about that now. We are looking for inner deep strength that the Holy Spirit is faithful to lead us and empower us with according to his unlimited resources. Amen. God, Pastor Ryan spoke about this last week, even in, in the series that he started about not done yet and how God is 
ready and willing to work in our lives as long as we are ready and willing to submit to his will. I think that's the key to this this morning is to go into it and say, okay, God, this is what I'm asking, but ultimately, Lord, not my will, but yours be done, and he will be faithful to respond. So once we have gotten to a place now where we are allowing the Holy Spirit to empower us and we're accessing those unlimited resources, the next step to beginning to flourish as an individual that once we surrender to him, then Jesus, it says in verse 17, can begin to make a home in our hearts, which causes our roots to deepen and be made strong. He's not going to force his way in. He's asking for you to invite him in to say, Lord Jesus, maybe I've kind of made room for other things in my heart during this season. It's been hard. I'm just not really sure. But I want to encourage you today to stand firm once again and to recommit and rededicate and say, Lord, may you be the ruler over my heart. May you rule and reign in my heart. And, may, and when we do that, then our roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. Roots are an incredible concept to really wrap our brain around. Right now, I'm, I love gardening, and so I'm, I, I do a vegetable garden in our backyard, and right now I'm planting some seeds inside. And I forgot just for like a couple days to, they were doing so well, they were growing, they looked so great, I was so pumped. And then I forgot for a couple days to water them. And those little roots were not strong yet. And what did they do? They just fell right over, died. I tried to revive them with some water and things, but it was like just too late because they weren't strong roots yet. They needed to have those strong established roots in order to be, to be able to weather the fact that I forgot to water it for a couple days or that my kids ran by and blew an extra gust of wind at it and the whole thing just fell right over because they're just weak and they're not strong yet, right? And so when we think of the concept of roots, the definition of being rooted is to be formed or made or developed by using something as a basis. So without strong roots, we are going to be tossed and pummeled. And maybe you're sitting here today or you're sitting at home today and you're saying, yep, I'll kind of raise your hand to say, yeah, I feel like that's been me this year. I feel like I've been tossed and I've been pummeled and my roots have not been strong. And it's been real this year. It's been a hard year. But what I love, the reminder we're going to read together in Jeremiah 17, 5 to 8, is that we see this contrast now of somebody who's placed their roots in things that has drawn their strength from things of the flesh is how it refers to it in the scripture versus somebody who has found their confidence and draws their strength from the Lord. So let's read this together and just kind of in your mind, use some imagery and begin to think of what this looks like. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from your flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in a parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never to bear fruit. This has been a year of drought, I feel like, for a lot of us. This has been a hard year. And it's hard to imagine. When, when I read that part, the leaves are always green. I was like, whoa, that's a hard one to wrap our head around because here in Calgary, our leaves are not always green. If you're watching from somewhere else in the world where your leaves are always green, then praise the Lord for you, but ours are not. We have evergreens and they're lovely and they are green all year long, but the ones with leaves, they are not. And so it's hard to be like, what? Green leaves all the time? Like just always green, always never 
strain from that, and not only green leaves, but producing fruit at all times. Like, that's a, quite a combo. And yet, if the word of the Lord says that it can happen, then we can have that, you guys. We can access that. We can um, access those unlimited resources and allow the Holy Spirit to empower us with inner strength and walk in boldness and begin to set our roots deep down into this rich soil that God has prepared for us so that we can have green leaves in every season, so that we can produce fruit in every season. It does not mean, because it says in, in that verse, the, there was times when it was hot and dry and there wasn't a lot of water, and there was, so there's challenges still, but even though there are challenges, we can still live fruitful lives where we're flourishing in every season. So I think it's important this morning that we just take a moment of reflection in our own heart and say, Lord, what have I allowed my roots to go down deep into this year? What have I allowed to begin to form and shape my thinking? And maybe it's time to do a little bit of landscaping. Maybe it's time to pick up that thing that you've allowed your roots to kind of go into shallow places and that's maybe a way of thinking or something you've read or somebody has said something to you and it's begun to take root in that and you say, no, today I'm, I'm uprooting that and I'm going to go place this back into the rich soil of God where I can stand firmly upon his word, where I can allow my mind to be wrapped around the incredible love that God has for me. It's, it says in, in Ephesians that it's hard to wrap our heads around, but it is an incredible love that he has for us and begin to allow our roots to go down deep into that and to allow that, it says, in that, that, in verse 19, it says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And that is my heart's cry for you, for all of us today, is that we will be made complete in that moment when now we have said, okay, Whatever happened this year happened. It happened, whether we liked it or not. But I am here today, and I'm going to make a commitment, Lord, and I'm going to allow you, Holy Spirit, to lead me. I'm going to be empowered to have inner strength to withstand any hard time that comes my way and allow God to come and, and allow my, him to make... I'm making room in my heart for him. I'm allowing my roots to grow down deep into his soil. These are strong roots now. They are not going to be to I'm not going to be tossed around by any challenge that comes this year because I don't know what this next year holds. I think we've done guessing what our years might hold after this last 14 months. So we don't know, but I, I do know that there are, will be more challenges that you'll face and there will be more hard times. My heart's desire is that we will not be tossed about any longer. We will be firm like that tree planted by streams of water and our, and our leaves will be so green. So as we continue now, we've kind of dealt with, okay, how do we thrive as an individual? Now we're launching into the next part of what this looks like, which I am so excited for each and every one of you to get to this place in your life. It says, with our roots established in God's love, we can not only flourish as individuals as we grow in our knowledge of God's incredible love, but now we can also help those around us flourish. That is our children, our spouse, our coworkers, our neighbors, people in your group at church here, that those that you go to church with, your family members. Maybe you're like, oh, no, Stephanie, I am like flying low on the radar this year. I'm just trying to get past, just get through to the other side. I want to encourage you this morning, don't waste a moment of time. Even though this is a hard season, God has something incredible, and he wants to use you, and he has plans for your life, and he is not 
we're not to waste one moment of this life that he's given us. It's short, it's quick. So I want to encourage you in this season, don't just say like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to really see me or know me or I'm just going to hide at home for a little bit. No, step out in faith as you begin to flourish as an individual and now you get to begin to impact those around you. It may not be like direct conversation about, um, you know, something cool you read in scripture with your coworker at work who has no concept of these things, but maybe, you know what it is? They'll just begin to see it. They'll begin to see your attitude and the way that you respond to the challenges that we're facing, especially here in our city right now. They'll begin to see the joy that is so contagious on you, and they're thinking, but why is she joyful, or why is he joyful? This is hard right now. Why aren't they bummed and depressed and grumbling and complaining like everybody else seems to be around us? Why are they... Why do they seem to be flourishing right now? Like, why is this person flourishing? That alone will begin to influence those around you just in your attitude, just in your in the way that you res, your response to various situations. Um, that is what begins to happen as we have now established ourselves in our flourishing. It just begins to take effect and take root into those around us as well and begin to affect that. Every room you walk into, you have the power to affect and to help flourish every individual that you are surrounded by in your daily walk. I love when I, just for fun, I looked up online to say like, okay, what does like the internet, you know, say about helping those around you grow? And I thought it was funny and it's some good advice on there. You know, it said things like, keep your house clean and plant some plants around your house and put on some nice music. And I gotta say, like, first in line, I love all those things. I love a clean house. I love a good house plant. Hallelujah. Um, and I love nice music and creating that atmosphere. But I will be real and honest with you, this, this year has been real. And even with the, my house has been clean and my plants are watered and the music is playing, if my soul is not right with the Lord, it doesn't matter how clean my house is, it is not going to affect <laughs> how I feel inside. And there's been some raw, real feelings that have come up this year. I want to encourage you, if that has been you this year too, and you don't have somebody to talk to, find someone who you can share and be open and honest with, because it's okay to feel those things. It's okay to feel like you're floundering, but let's work together as a body of Christ to begin to, if you're feeling like you're flourishing your season, come on, grab somebody else who's, who maybe you see is struggling and pull them along with you, and let's march together forward into all that God has for us, not only individually, but this part is so exciting. It's as corporately as a church, and we can see God do incredible things. And we get, as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, it's an invitation for our, root, our roots to be made even stronger in our, in our lives and in those around us. And as we finish today, I want to end on a story of Joshua. I've just been reading in Joshua and been so encouraged um, by these incredible victories that the Lord gave him wisdom to help move the Israelites through. And if you're um, new to church or new to the things of the Lord, I'll, I'll fill you in on this story a little bit. Um, because what I love as we kind of finalize things today, it's not only, so it starts with us, and then we begin to kind of trickle it out onto those around us. And then now we see somebody like Joshua, and I believe this can be every single one of us in the room today, that God can do the same work in us, that a life truly surrendered to him will then enable the Spirit to lead us to places in victory in our lives and those around us in ways we could have never done on our own. So here we see Joshua, and he's... Um, you know, he's walked with the Israelites through lots of things, through the wanderings in the wilderness, and he was kind of by Moses' side, and then Moses doesn't get to make it into the, into the promised land, but here he is now chosen as the leader to lead these people forward, and they, um, he had just recently, before chapter 6, led the people through yet another parting of another body of water, not the Red Sea, it's another one. So here they go through another, God does another incredible miracle, parts this 
body of water. I'm slipping my mind at the moment, but I will look it up for the next service. And they begin to march through. And so word spreads in the promised land of these territories that, that the Lord has promised to the people of Israel from generations ago. And they're like, oh boy, these Israelite people, their God is like pretty incredible God and he's with them and he just did that. And so like literally it says in, in um, verse six, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. And then the Lord begins to speak to Joshua. And I love when he begins to speak, because I know if we've read about who Joshua was leading up to this point, he did the very things that we talked about this morning. Ephesians was not written when Joshua was uh, leading the people into Israel, but he, he used those very same principles in his life. He said, Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Would you guide me? He allowed the Spirit to lead him and to be empowered, to access God's unlimited resources. He said yes to saying, Jesus, would you be Lord of my life? He establishes roots firmly, and now he was beginning to launch out into affecting thousands upon thousands of people around him into a place of victory. So it says, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long last blow on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. So there's Joshua accessing this unlimited resource to say, okay, God, I don't know how to defeat this enemy. Maybe that's you. I don't know how to defeat this incredible giant that I feel like I'm facing in my life or this uncertain ways and things happening all around me. But Joshua said, okay, I'm going to tap into this unlimited resources. And the Lord spoke so clearly and gave such intricate, detailed directions on how he was to defeat that particular enemy in his life. And I know the Lord wants to do the same for each and every one of us this morning. He's saying, just ask me, knock and seek my face. I will come through. I will give you strategy to be able to see those walls come tumbling down. And guess what happened? They did. Joshua went to the people and said, okay, this is what God said we're going to do. And they said, okay, Joshua, because they already knew this was a man I, we could trust. We could see the Lord is working in his life. We can see that his roots are firmly planted. So this is what's going to happen in your life too. People are going to say, I know. I, oh, they said it. It's just kind of a weird plan, but I trust that they are having green leaves and they're flourishing and they're producing fruit. So we're going to follow and we're going to do this together according to God's word. And so they went and they did it. And those walls came tumbling down just as the Lord had declared that they would simply by a shout of victory on that seventh day around the wall. And the walls came tumbling down and they saw victory. And I know that that's what God wants to do in your life. And as you lead, come on, guys, this is not a time to sit. This is a time to lead. I encourage us, church, to rise up in this season and to say, Lord, what are you leading me in? And are you, are you calling me to lead my kids in this season? Are you calling me to lead my spouse maybe in this season? Are you calling me to lead my small group or my co-workers or my family who's struggling, whatever it is, God is calling us this year to take up once again to say, Jesus, I, you are Lord of my life. 
I'm accessing you. My roots are being as firmly established and I want to see victory after victory. And guess what happened? It wasn't just that one time victory that Joshua did that. He began to do it over and over. If you continue to read in the book of Joshua, there was many more battles they had to face. And I don't want to say it, but I think there will be some more battles we'll have to face this year. Okay, let's just be honest. There will be more. And so I want to encourage you, don't just let your roots go down and flourish one day. Seek his face every single day and say, Lord, today's a new day. What challenges lie ahead for me? What strategy do you have for me to see victory for those around me? I want to lead others into a place of victory, Lord God, because I know that you are for us. And when you are for us, nothing can come against us. And so Joshua began to see, to seek God's face and God was so faithful and he gave him strategy after strategy, really new creative ways, every single battle to see victory in all of those circumstances. And then we get to chapter 21 and I'm so excited to read chapter 21 because I feel like every song we sang this morning declared exactly what we're going to read together here in chapter 21. Let's read it together. Verse 43, it says, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give to their ancestors and they took possession of it and settled there and the lord gave them rest on every side i want to declare that over maybe some of you mamas this morning and read that line again he gave them rest on every side maybe this has been a season and you're tired and you're worn i want to declare over you this morning prophetically he gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors, none of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all of their enemies. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Come on, everything he had spoken came true according to his word. Why? Because Joshua led those people because he had decided, Lord, I'm allowing you to lead me. I'm allowing my roots to go down deep into you. I'm saying yes to you again, Jesus, in every circumstance, whether good or bad. Jesus, would you be Lord of my life? I want my roots firmly established in you. Nothing else will make sense in this world right now, and nor does it, even if we try. The only thing that is true and that is firm and that will get you through to the next place is to firmly establish our roots in him. I want to pray together this morning. Let's close our eyes. And, and if that's you this morning, maybe... You've walked with Jesus for a long time and um, it, it's just been a hard year and you're saying, Lord, I want to recommit for you to be Lord of my life. We're gonna pray for you. Or maybe you're watching or here this morning and you've never committed your life to Jesus before. This is all brand new, but you're listening and you're hearing and you're saying, hey, I want a piece of that. I wanna know this Jesus that you talk about that gives unlimited resources, that empowers me to be complete and to walk in victory. I want that for my life. So we wanna pray for you too this morning. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you that your word is true and we can stand upon a firm foundation in you and in you alone, Lord God. Thank you for that reminder today. And we thank you that we are reminded in your word that every promise that you make is fulfilled according to you, Lord God, according to your word. So help us to remember that. Help us to walk in victory into this next year, Lord God, and all that you have for us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for those who are watching, who are with us, Lord God, who have never started a relationship with you today. We just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would fill them. We ask, Jesus, that you would 
Help them make the steps that they need to, to make you Lord of their life and that they may also see this incredible transformation happen in their life. We thank you. We pray, Lord God, that you would be with them, that you would um, strengthen them and, and give them boldness in this new season as they start their journey with you. And we pray, Lord God, for those who have walked with you and have maybe struggled through this year and have are crawling, barely making it through to today, Lord God. I just pray that you, Lord God, would remind them that there is more for them, Lord God, and that you desire for them to flourish and in turn help those around them walk into incredible places of victory that are only possible because of you, Jesus. And so, Lord God, we commit ourselves to you. We commit this church to you. We commit all that we are and all that we're doing, Lord God. And we ask that you would give us wisdom, that you would lead us and guide us just as you were faithful to do with Joshua and the Israelites, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, that you go before us in every season and every circumstance. May we have leaves that are green and flourishing in all things, in all times, in all seasons. We commit this day to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.